When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Again, one final time before I have to do this again somewhere in the future. Reed Wilkins back on Monday. It's been a lot of fun, but we got two hours left, and uh, I'm uh, I'm reeling from two things now. One is the uh, the '90s hits, which uh, you know, hey, I'm, I'm a fan of '90s hits, of course. Yes, of course, of course I am. Yes, like Backstreet's back, baby. Yeah, that's right. And then the second thing is. Uh, just listening to Thomas Dias list off those temperatures for next week. <laughs> wow. You know, it's just an observation now that I might be complaining about the weather. That's the observation that I might be doing next week is how I complain about the weather for the first time. That's hot. My gosh, that's hot. So everyone tomorrow uh, and on the weekend, job one is to um, open all the windows up, get it all cool in. 19 is going to feel like air conditioning. and hey. It's a reason for you to head down to the park as well. What park? Oh, that's the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. We got a football game tomorrow. The Edmonton Elks at home to the Ottawa Red Blacks looking to break a 12-game home losing streak. Last win, October 12th, 2019. That is a long time ago. That is when they clinched a playoff spot beating Michael Riley and the BC Lions. If you remember, they knocked Riley out of the game very early, broke his wrist. Logan Kilgore was the quarterback of record because Trevor Harris was hurt. And you remember Logan Kilgore bit his tongue and it looked like a horror movie after the game. Took that one iconic picture. It's been a long time, folks. They went 0 for 7 last year and they've had, what, four home games this year and they haven't won yet. Come close. I'd say three or four games. They have come close. Two of four games against the, the Riders, they have come very close. But they haven't got it done. But they'll try and do it tomorrow. Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium, 5 o'clock is the kickoff. Countdown to kickoff right here on 630, Chad begins at 3.30. So 19 degrees, that is going to be comfortable. 5 o'clock start. Hey, looks like it's going to be great weather. And uh, why don't you come on down? You know, be comfortable being in the sun. And it'll be mostly sunny during the game. So there you go. There you go. Have a lot of fun there. Uh, as I mentioned, coming up tonight, uh, Ryan King, former long snapper, Edmonton football team, 2015 Grey Cup champion. We'll uh, catch up with Ryan to see uh, what's going on with him. But as far as the Elks are concerned, lineup relatively unchanged except for the offensive line. And unfortunately, the bad news is Tony Washington is on the six-game injured list with a neck injury. 
And this is a neck injury that could knock him out for the season. And unfortunately, it looks like that's going to be the case with James Wilder Jr., who announced that a week ago uh, before the game in Ottawa, that he's going to require surgery. Now, at this point, it's not known yet if this is an injury that will require surgery for Tony Washington right now, but it is a concern that he may not be able to play uh, this season. And if he doesn't play for the rest of the season, uh, that might be his career. Well, he's already announced if uh, you go to the Antler Up podcast on uh, goelks.com, hosted by uh, Morley Scott, my broadcast partner on 630 Ched Edmonton Elks broadcast. Um, he said, this is my last year. So not the way you want to go out, but uh, hopefully Tony Washington can find a way to get back if it's uh, if it's safe to do so. So that's going to constitute changes on the offensive line. Martez Ivy, who has started at right tackle all season, and he shifted over to left tackle last week in Ottawa when Washington went out. He will start at left tackle, and he says, I'm a natural left tackle compared to right. He played left tackle at Florida, played left tackle in the NFL, and a little bit with the Toronto Argos. So at right tackle is a newcomer, Andrew Garnett, who was signed to the practice squad on August 3rd. So he's been here for about three weeks, and he will start his first ever pro game ever, north or south of the border, uh, tomorrow night with the Elks at right tackle. Went to Towson University, 45 games, started 35 and was teammates with current Elk Malik Tyne, who was a 2020 draft pick, uh, the linebacker slash rush end, who, by the way, won't play tomorrow. He'll be one of the scratches who are sitting on the one-game injury list. So that's the big injury news for tomorrow. Uh, David Beard is back after being in COVID protocol for one game last week, and Mark Corday, who did a great job at center, will go back to the right guard position, and I had a chance to talk to him about uh, tomorrow's game and first about the unfortunate injury news for left tackle Tony Washington. Tony brings he brings a huge presence when he's on the field um, and off of it. So so we'll miss him tomorrow night. Um, but we've got some guys that we brought up from the practice roster yeah. that I think will do a really good job for us. So you remember your first pro game? Yeah. So what do you tell Andrew Garnett? Ah, uh, you know what? Similar to similar to what guys told me is that you know what? Like you're you know yeah it's it's your first pro game and things are new, but ultimately you know you're here for a reason and you deserve to be here. So um, go out there and do what you've always done and do what's gotten you here. Continue doing it and you'll be just fine. What do you you seen from Andrew so far in practice? I think he's a good player. He moves well. He's strong. He's, yeah, I think he's, you know, watching him the last few weeks as he's been on the practice roster. Good hands, good feet. Um, I think he'll do really well tomorrow night. From an online perspective, how tricky is the second half of a back-to-back against the same team? Yeah, it's tricky. You get um, defensive linemen, you know, the more you play them, the more they get to get to feel out your set and your timing. Um, so, you know, especially playing a back-to-back or playing a team three or four times in a season um you when you start coming around to that second third game um you know you want to keep doing what you do and what works for you but there's an element of adding some variation um so that they can't just time things up perfectly on you after seeing you so many times what have you seen out of taylor's uh decision making process over the last couple of games or so i think taylor's been great back there i think he does a really good job he's um you know he stands in there when he needs to he gets out of there when he needs to um you know obviously he's got a hell of an arm he can run he can really do a lot of things for us so um i think he's had a really good stretch here the last few games okay this is the hometown team for you growing up and now you're playing here 12 game home losing streak 
How important is it to crush that into a million bits? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's uh, that's something that's huge. I think I think everybody hears about it around town of, of winning at home, and so hopefully we go out tomorrow night, get that win, and get that monkey off our back. And here's the bonus: you get a two-game win streak if you if you uh, achieve that. Yeah, turn it into two games and and go from there and and make a run at this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So what would a two-game win streak mean? Well, it would mean four wins, and they would be four and seven. So the record isn't that great, obviously. If they get a, a hand tonight from the BC Lions with Michael O'Connor starting at quarterback in place of the injured Nathan Rourke, who's out for uh, possibly the season with that Liz Frank sprain in his middle of his foot, then that would be great for the Elks too because then they would be two points back of the Riders for the crossover spot in the East and right now in the East, the Hamilton Tiger Cats right now who have three wins are taking on the Toronto Argos who are tied for first with the Montreal Alouettes for first place in the East with four wins. They're tied 3-3 early in the second quarter. So that would be significant for the Elks for sure. You know, because two weeks ago, uh, it was a six-point deficit because the Elks lost at home to the Riders and they lost the season series. So that would help for sure. It would also be interesting going into Labor Day with the uh, Labor Day game coming up on the 5th in Calgary and then with the rematch coming up five days later here in Edmonton on the Brickfield of Commonwealth Stadium on the 10th. What if the Elks are able to split that game, that series, or if they sweep it, great. Don't want to be swept, obviously. But you know what? You could be on the heels of the Calgary Stampeders too, who are at six wins, and they drop to six and four as they lose uh, 31-29 to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers last night. Bombers improving to 10-1. and one. So it, it's it's a stretch for sure, I think, to catch Calgary. They're not going to catch Winnipeg, and I still don't think they're going to catch the Lions. I still think they're going to find a way to, you know, kind of hold serve here if they can play, you know, 500 ball to the playoffs, maybe a little bit above. I don't think the Elks are going to catch him, but the Riders could definitely be in reach still, and they're going to have the Labor Day series with the Bombers coming up on the Labor Day weekend Sunday, and then, of course, the Banjo Bowl a week later. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens, you know, and it's very much week by week still, but, you know, the combination of an Elks win with a Riders loss tonight, and, boy, the complexion changes going into Labor Day for sure. And remember, the two teams, the Elks and Riders, meet each other again this time at Mosaic Stadium on September 16th in Regina. But lots to do first, lots to do, no question. And we can't just, you know, anoint anything with the Elks who are still not close to a 60-minute game where they appear closer, but they do frustrating things still. They take bad penalties at times, and they did it last week in Ottawa. This time it was special teams. Roughing the kicker on Lewis Ward. That was from Jake Ceresna. Several no yards penalty, several uh, illegal block or holding calls. One took away a 54-yard punt return from Dylan Mitchell. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
I mean, <laughs> we get 10 yards. You know, we see a 10-yard return, and we're going, woohoo, that's just wonderful. He he got a 54-yard return called back because of a, a hold or an illegal block penalty. That's not good. Deion Lacey took an unnecessary roughness call after uh, taking out Terry Williams. And it wasn't egregious, but he was on the sidelines already. So don't touch him. Just leave him, leave him alone. It's those type of things that drive you crazy. And it's one phase that seems to do it. You know, two weeks ago was defense with the uh, and a little bit of offense because obviously Mark Cordy got ejected with the two uh, with the two uh, misconducts. You get two misconducts, you're gone. You know, you're ejected. So that didn't help. But you know, we saw Niles Morgan taken after the game uh, or after the the play penalty, and uh, Matt Thomas take a, a UR, and you know, just things like that, pass interference, that sort of thing. So this team still has to put it together. And if you if you think about it, that first half was dreadful uh, last week. It was dreadful from an offensive standpoint. They were 22% on first or second down conversions, 22. And then they had a 0.8 yard efficiency or yard average on second down. Now it flipped like crazy the other way in the second half. I mean, I think they converted, it, it was something like 10 or 11 second downs in a row. And they scored three straight times in the second half. They had three straight scoring drives that went deep into the fourth quarter before they had a stall drive. And then the, the last drive was Mike Beaudry came in, uh, who's the third quarterback and handed off the ball a couple times, but they're not playing a complete game for sure. But what you see is you look at that second half from a offense defense standpoint that's how you want them to play for the most part you know taylor cornelius could connect you know better on some deep deep passes and he's getting closer with the rel walker but we see him the one area where that he is completing a lot of is that 10 to 19 yard range and a little bit of that 20 to 25 yard range so but he can take a step up i think the run game's been better but it's the discipline it's the it's the concentration, it's the intelligence you need to play with for 60 minutes, and the Elks aren't there yet. And that being said, tomorrow's game is set up for them on a tee. You know, to break a long losing streak at home, to start a win streak this season going into uh, Labor Day, and to, you know, you, you kind of can see the culture gain some traction here and what Chris Jones wants to see. We're not seeing the constant movement. I know Chris Jones is the butt of jokes, just, you know, Five players come in, six leave, you know, that, that kind of thing. And they had a lot of injuries out of camp, and they had injuries early in the season. We're not seeing that instability like we saw. We're, yeah, we are seeing one or two moves a week, some in, some out. You know, Justin Renfro was a veteran this week. You know, the offensive uh, lineman, he's gone. You know, we saw him last year all season uh, with the Elks. He's gone. Jalen Marshall comes back. He was here early in the season. He had a good camp. Uh, one, is one of the lone bite, bright spots in a blowout loss uh, back he won't play he had suffered a knee injury in day one of practice and not quite ready to go yet so we're not seeing that constant carousel of movement so can this team take it another step further and play a more efficient game a more 60 minute type game four quarter game and at points tomorrow, dominate a team in the Ottawa Red Blacks, who we'll talk about a little bit more uh, when we come back here on 630 Chet Inside Sports. Campbell in for Wilkie this week.
Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Okay, tight one at BMO Field in Toronto. Argos Ticats are tied at three. Uh, Major League Baseball tonight in Toronto. They open up a series against the LA Angels, and uh, it's not going very well at all for the uh, Blue Jays. Seven nothing. They're losing in the bottom of the seventh inning, and right now the Jays are in the second wild card spot, one game clear of the Seattle Mariners, and uh, half game back of the. Yeah, that's a half game back of the uh, Tampa Bay Racer in the first wild card spot. Uh, Elks at home to the Red Blacks tomorrow. Chris Jones on, uh, yeah, trying to get on a roll here. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, again, we've got to handle our business. We're in the second half right now. We've dug ourselves a huge hole in the first, and we can't do anything about those. All we can do is compartmentalize and just look forward to the, this week and, and worry about this week only. And uh, Chris Jones and the Elks defense will face a familiar uh, former teammate, and that is Nick Arbuckle, who will start for the Red Blacks. They are struggling mightily on offense. It's not their special teams or their defense. And you know, it's interesting because if you win two of the three phases in most games, or you have two of the of three phases playing well, that usually is enough to tide you over. Uh, but the Elks, or sorry, the Red Blacks are just not playing well on offense right now. Caleb Evans has had two poor starts. He has 177 passing yards in two games. His, uh, his rushing numbers from uh, last week were really good, and he had the one touchdown run. Uh, but other than that, I mean, the Elks basically shut him down, but, you know, didn't get the football much. The Red Blacks, uh, you know, they only had it for seven minutes and 30 seconds in the second half as well. But they changed to Arbuckle for the second straight game and gives them a bit of a spark. So we'll see what happens. He's a different style quarterback. He's a classic drop back. He can move a little bit, but he's not Caleb Evans who's going to take off and run. And Thomas Costigan, Elks defensive end, earlier this week told Morley Scott, I mean, you want to play a drop back quarterback because at least you know where he's going to be. It's hard to play a scrambling quarterback. And you look at the defenses that have played Taylor Cornelius lately, you get pressure on him and he can still burn you for yards and first downs, or he can beat you with his arm because he uses his legs to get himself out of trouble. So Arbuckle will play tomorrow. Will he finish the game? That's, you know, I think that's a legit thing to, to, to be concerned about. I mean, Jalen Acklin is still, you know, one of the best receivers in the league. He's only caught what seven passes lately uh, last two games and under 70, or 80 yards, so that's not good. That's not good on their standpoint. They will have Devontae Dedman back in the lineup. Uh, Terry Williams will not play tomorrow, and he's been pretty good on special teams, so what can Dedman do? But uh, if you're the Red Blacks as well, you look at your secondary, you don't have Justin Howell, your starting safety, he's out, and then they cut Randall Evans, who was their best defensive back probably from last season, he's out, he's a veteran, and then you have Sherrod Baltimore, who is out, um, who was one of the better defensive backs on their team, and he hasn't played as well as you would like. So that's three changes on the secondary. So that's something the Elks can take advantage of uh, tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But uh, exciting game last night, uh, 31-29. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers over the Calgary Stampeders. Jake Mayer was uh, splendid in the first half. 15 of 16 for... Uh, was it 194 and, and two touchdowns? And then kind of came back down to earth in the second half. 
the Bombers, they just do what they do, you know, and their defense is a bit of concern right now, especially their, their secondary, but they just keep fighting and coming back, and Zach Caleros, with Nathan Rourke out, I mean, he's by far the leading candidate now for most outstanding he, he's player. He's the mop right now. He is the mop. He's He is the mop. That's right. And he's cleaning up just fine. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's still a very good football team in Winnipeg, 10-1. and one. Uh, Ryan King will stop by. Looking forward to this conversation with the 2015 Grey Cup champion for your uh, Edmonton football team. And uh, that'll be a lot of fun. So we'll talk to Kinger in a moment here. It's Campbell in for Wilkins on 630 Chad Inside Sports on this gorgeous, hot Friday night. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.